teaching titled The Nature and Manifestations of the Natural Man is the fourth in a series of teachings on the new creation man given by Brother Gile Akani. For further inquiry or counsel, contact Living Seed State, P.O. Box 971, Boko, Benue State, Nigeria. May God bless and give you deep insight as you listen in Jesus' name. Amen. We ask, Father, that help will be granted to us from above in the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, we are believing that every matter that will lead us unto your own fullness, please raise it among us now. Thank you. In Jesus Christ's name, we have prayed. Amen. Now, I want to bring you up to where we stopped before we now build on. We did say and that, that even when God made the first man, what did he make first? Eh? He made a container. He made the physical body, which is the container. Now, I'd like you to know that when God made the first man, he made him complete with his uh, body. Eh? Now, there are other things we may be touchy eventually about uh, what God made. I like to say that even the mind, eh, ability to think, was all part of what God made. Is that alright? But all of that were dormant until God breathed in and poured into him a life. And the life that God poured in operated and walked in victory not because of physical energy, not because of exertion of muscle, but because of the nature of that life. Is that alright? Uh, because that life is light. And the light shines and darkness cannot comprehend it. The authority that governs, that follows, that uh, emanated from that life is because of the life. It's not because of what he did. Is that alright? And we saw that that is the design of God. God was looking for a life that he can pour into and down here on earth will exercise dominion for God. Just by living the life. By carrying that life about. Is that alright? So we saw, but that God said, In the day that you will eat of that tree, the fruit of that tree of knowledge of good and evil, you will what? Surely, surely. And we emphasize the fact that when God said, You shall surely die, it actually happened. Is that alright? It took place. But when it took place, contrary to our expectation, and I want, I'm emphasizing that because we will refer back to it also in the future. Contrary to our expectation, the man did not fall down. Eh? The man was still talking. The man was moving. But we have a clear evidence 
from verse 7 of, of Genesis 3 that another life actually took over. Is that alright? On the outside, maybe the animals may not know that something had taken place until another life that does not have power over darkness, that does not have authority over the, over the darkness, now began to manifest. Now, the life that used to be there before was very bold. Is that alright? It was very bold. It came in the presence of God. They discussed, they moved together, they chatted together, and it was actually a, a ruler. It was, it was exercising dominion because of the life. But now, even though the face has not changed, the physical outlook remains the same, but we now find a man that is timid. Eh? We now find a man that is hiding behind the tree. I imagine that that was the first time any of the animals saw Adam hiding. Are you hearing me? That was the first time they, they, they saw him. He walked so boldly before. He and his wife, they were very naked to one another and they were very happy. They were not ashamed. But that was the first time they find a man that is shy. They found a man that is ashamed. They find a man that is looking for leaves to do what? To cover up. Now, what changed? Is it the hand that changed? Is it the mouth that changed? Is it the face that changed? What changed? The life inside. The life inside. And so we began to look very closely at the manifestation of that life. And we noticed that it appears as if another life took over. Now this life, we decided to call it what? The natural man, or what you call the flesh. Eh? Whatever. Now but as we studied, we saw the various manifestations of that life. And I was drawing conclusion with you yesterday that from that moment forward that particular life cannot fellowship with light it has to hide and we saw different things different manifestations that it progressively brought forth now we read a passage yesterday Genesis 5 I know not all of you saw light to read it but I remember one of our brothers read it and made a comment that actually the man that Adam began now to produce, they were not in the likeness and the image of God anymore. They were where? They were in the likeness and the image of this fallen man. And so we concluded that many, many times when people say, well, they are made in the image of God. Are they speaking the truth? What is the truth? That the image they carry is the image of the fallen man. So when Jesus Christ said, no one has ever seen God. No one has ever 
encountered God. It is because ever before we became aware, the man that God made already did what? Is dead. Is not available. Praise the Lord. Now, let's read some few more things before we go. We'll go away from Genesis very quickly as we see what the Lord is saying. But have you got a picture of what I'm dealing with now? What is the picture now? That the physical body remains the same, the way God made it. But a different life has hijacked it. Eh? Using it, what he wanted now. Now, in Genesis chapter 3, uh, please come a bit backward to Genesis 3. In verse 22, we notice God did something. Uh, in verse 21 and 22, also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and did what? And clothed them. Now, despite that rebellion, did you see the love of God? Eh? Despite the fact that the man that is now living inside this body now is a rebel. And the best wisdom he had was how to sow fig leaves. Can I ask you, how long will it have taken for fig leaves to dry? It means that the best wisdom that Mr. Flesh has and the best covering that Mr. Flesh has is that of ordinary leaves. Whereas, even in his fallen state, God was still looking for how to cover his nakedness. We notice that the Bible says the Lord did not make ordinary leaves this time. What did he make? Tunics of skin. And that was going to last. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed cherubim at the east of the garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to note that right in Genesis chapter 3, God was making a way for what? For redemption. God was planning. Even though the man has fallen and it appears as if the devil is rejoicing that I have got it. That the man that God intended to be on earth who will have been his delegate and his authority on earth has become evacuated and replaced with a rebel but within God has not given up the idea of man eh? standing for him on earth first we notice God was providing a covering for his nakedness secondly we are noting that God 
was making a way for redemption. Can you see the way God has made for redemption in verse 22? Can you notice that at all? You can't. Eh? Can you see any, any way out there? What is that? Alright. God was careful. He said, uh, this man, he had known now. He could now go back and take the tree of life. You know in the beginning, God never restricted him from taking the tree of life. If he had eaten the tree of life, he would have perpetuated the life light. Are you understanding? And it would have been like that. But he went and took the tree of independence. The tree of rebellion. And if in rebellion he was now to go and, and take of the tree of life. The Bible says he will have done what? He will live forever. It will be irredeemable. It will be impossible. There will be no hope for redemption. There will be no hope. We cannot. There will be no hope. One of the reasons why there is no hope for Satan. Are you understanding? Is that Satan cannot die. Eh? You can't kill Satan. So once he has fallen, it is forever. There is no hope of correction. There is no space for restoration. But God, in his commitment to his divine purpose for man, already made a way, a way out. And that way out, first, was for God. And I wanted to note that when God restricted this fallen man to partake of the tree of life, is that he will not perpetuate, he will not perpetuate rebellion. He will not live in that situation forever. He will not live in that situation for the rest of his existence. God was looking for a way to stop it. Hallelujah. Now you are going to appreciate as we go a little further here. Now go to chapter 5. Can you go to chapter 5? Can you all go to chapter 5? Praise the Lord. In chapter 5, one thing that will strike you is that the average age in which man lived before they eventually died. Can you please find out what is the average age? Eh? Find out, find out. Check your Bible. I'm looking for average. I'm looking for what you will think is the middle age. Are you sure? Are you sure 500? Eh? Eh? 
Are you sure? That's the average age. Which means if anybody, the majority of people are living for 400 years. Eh? <laughs> yes, the brother. 800. Yes? Oh, no, you are not reading your Bible. Yes. 300. Oh, how did you calculate? Uh, so is Enoch the oldest one that lived? Imagine that. <laughs> All right, sir. Uh, is you would you you think nine hundred is in the is the is the average? Is it the average life? All right, thank you. It's very interesting that I wish you could have carried your calculator and find out. You will you will discover that the average age in which they lived eh? the average age in which they lived that time was around 800 years somebody will be alive someone lived for 969 years other lived for 930 some for 912 910 Another one lived for 962 years. Which means, you see, in their days, even the physical body was so versatile that it can spend years. It never knew any diminishing of death. Are you understanding? The man that God made in the beginning was made to last. Are you getting me? Because the life that was poured in is a life that gives life. You know, all of these issues I'm raising, when we come later on in our studies, whether in this contact or in another contact, we will be referring to those issues one by one. They lived 900 870 years maybe the least that ever lived was uh, Enoch and by the time Enoch was taken off at 365 do you know that his great grandfather his great great grandfather was still alive eh? and all his uncles all his cousins they are in their they are in their seven hundreds while he was just so by the time God took him, he was a very small boy. Do you understand? When when his own father, the father of Enoch himself, was nine hundred and sixty two years before he died. And the man delivered him when he was one sixty two. Do you understand? So by the time Enoch was just about uh, 300 years. His own father was 462 years. And when he was taken off at the age of 365, his father was just about 527 years. And the man still lived 962, which means he still lived about 450 something years after Enoch died after Enoch was taken. So, 
for Enoch, he was like, you know, like a very small baby. Are you hearing me? You are not understanding. And so, but we were just looking at the fact that the man that God made in the beginning had everything for life. God even made their body to be strong as never to be conquered with sickness. Their bodies were made in such a way that they could withstand everything and they lived on for years. They never lost memory. I know you know that if somebody is already 90 years in our own time, the things he used to know before, what will happen? He will start forgetting. Do you have any old person who is as old as about a hundred years around you? What do you notice about them? Eh? They, they behave like babies. Why? They are already forgetting. They are forgotten. In fact, when you come, you know that they are announced, they say, who are you? They can't, they can't understand. You told them something, they say, he has forgotten. You'll be, eh? They did what? Oh, even at times, they won't know. All the sensitivity, all the nerves are already getting dead. And sometimes you are praying that, God, why do you keep this man? Let him just go. You know, there are things like that. Now, but in those days, their bodies were made to last. Can you imagine somebody living 900 and something years? And I want to tell you that their years is not less than our own years. Because it is the sun that measured their years. It's still the sun we are using to measure our own year today. Am I correct? So it's the same. So don't think that when we say there are 900 years that it couldn't be real. It is. It is actually real. I only want you to begin to see what is the effect of sin that came on man. So by the time we come into chapter 6, you will notice something happened. Let's turn to 6. Now it came to pass, chapter 6 and verse 1, now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them that the son of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves all of whom they chose and the Lord God said my spirit shall not do what? shall not do what? shall not strive shall not always strive with man forever for he is indeed flesh Yet his days shall be 120 years. Now, what was God doing now? Eh? God now set the limit and said, from now on, his days shall be what? 120 years. Who knows why God was cutting them short? Their lives were not useful to God. God struggled all the time. He said, my spirit will not always do what? Strive. So what is the manifestation of that natural man? 
is always striving against the spirit is always in contrary uh, conflict all the time against the spirit against the purpose of god everything that god wanted he chooses the opposite everything that god look for he chooses that which is contrary now i want you to know that the nature of the natural man is directly in conflict with the holy spirit are you understanding that now now when you turn to galatians can somebody check galatians for us chapter 5 verse 16 and verse 17 very quickly very very quickly who is there 16 and 17 so i say yes what version is that niv yes yes the sinful nature so now what we have been calling the natural man or mr self what did niv call it the sinful nature now now yes he said for the sinful nature desires what is what what is contrary to the spirit yes yes they are in conflict with each other all right who will take that for us from king james yes king james quickly this i said then walk in the spirit yes The flesh lusted against the spirits, always struggling against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. Yes. All right, thank you. Where is living by and uh, good news? Good news. Who is carrying good news there? Yes. Do quick. What I say is this. Yes. Yes, yes. So now, excuse me. What did they call the flesh there? Now, King James call it flesh. Uh, NIV call it sinful nature. And uh, good news now call it what? Now, I want you to get, you know, even these different names we are touching, they are very important for our understanding. That this lifestyle we are talking about has become a nature i told you yesterday that it's not just one activity what did i call it i say it's a life it's a life it's a nature when mr flesh tell lies what is he doing eh? it's normal way of life if he hides it's normal for him. If he smiles and yet there's something else in the heart, what is he doing? He's just being himself. The natural man, the human nature, that is what it is. Yes, now, the human nature. Yes. I want you to know that, keep that at the back of your mind. That what your human nature always wants is opposed, is contrary to what the spirit wants. Yes? 
good. These two, they are friends. They are colleagues. What are they? They are enemies. Yes. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. We will be returning to Galatians eventually before we leave here. But I want you to note that in Genesis chapter 6, God said, My spirit will not always strive with man forever. For he also is flesh. His days shall be what? 120 years. If you go to verse 5, the Bible says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was what? Was what? Was great in the earth. And that every intent, every intent of the thought of his heart, or every imagination of his heart, is what? Was only evil once a while all the time all the time and what was God saying in verse 6 and the Lord was what eh? okay read it from King James quickly who is reading King James yes brother eh Hmm. Where is the good news? Verse 6. It was from Living Bible. The old Living Bible. Hmm. It broke his heart. Any other version? NIV? So what does the natural life bring to God? Is pain, regret, and sorry. Every time God looks down and he sees that the life that is manifesting in the human body that he has made is the natural life. How does he feel? He said, I wish I did not put this one on the earth. I want you to know this. Whether Mr. Flesh is singing or whether Mr. Flesh is attending anything or doing anything, the only thing, the only signal he brings to God was a signal of regret and pains. There is no man, I want you to note that as we are going on now. There is no man who is living for the flesh that can please God. Actually, everywhere Mr. Flesh is manifesting, it's a regret to God. It brings pain to the heart of God. It brings, it brings sorry and sorrow to God's heart. It brings him heart heartbreak. Every time. I want you to note that it's very important for you to note that whatever you are doing in the flesh 
it does not bring any other signal of relief to God but of grief God grieves over men when he says that the life they are carrying about now is the life of the flesh the old man that rebellious man that that's the life they carry about but I want you to note something about this that God and I want you to note because I want us to move to that point before we can uh, leave this this afternoon when we came to chapter 6 God had already concluded who knows the conclusion of God on the natural man when we get to Genesis chapter 6 yes sir that God has concluded that man bearing this kind of life is of no use and that it were better that there was no man on the face of the earth than for God to allow them as far as God is concerned his verdict over the flesh is that it cannot be improved upon are you hearing me God has come to a conclusion that Mr. Flesh cannot be improved upon it cannot be revamped it must be terminated listen God is not thinking of how to cleanse Mr. Flesh God is not thinking of how to improve on the flesh that old life that natural life God has concluded that that life is a regret and God is saying I wish I never made them but look at that scripture very well we are still in chapter 6 from that chapter 6 so the Lord God said in verse 7 I will do what? huh? What version are you reading? Read it. Read it again. Hmm. Now, look, look at this. God came to a conclusion that rather than keep struggling with Mr. Flesh, it was better to do what? To wipe him out. Excuse me, what's the meaning of the word wipe out? Eh? To annihilate. To bring to complete extinction. To eradicate without leaving anything behind. God said, I will wipe out the man that I have made. Excuse me, what is bringing God to that conclusion? Eh? Because of the flesh. It looked as if when God granted him 969 years, what was God, what was God doing? Eh? He was giving him opportunity, maybe it would change, 
maybe he would think twice but every time it was conflict it was strife what God said don't do is what he will rise up to do the things that he knows that will pain God is what he will rise up to go and do every time in fact the Bible said the imagination the intent of his thoughts eh, is what? is evil continually God said I will wipe it out I want you to listen to this before we go ahead God's judgment in Genesis chapter 6 over the natural man is to discard it God's judgment on this natural man is to do what? Is to finish with it. God himself had come to a conclusion that the flesh is unprofitable for, for heaven. The flesh is unprofitable for anything. And it were better it was not existing. Can I tell you something? Up to today, wherever the life of the flesh is manifest it brings only one signal to God what is that signal? the pain the signal of regret and God is saying I wish this was not born every time you are the one who is looking very gentle with the flesh but every walk of the flesh, God doesn't want to tolerate it. If you turn to First Corinthians chapter 1, maybe we should try to look at Corinthians. Can you quickly go to First Corinthians? Praise the Lord. If you look at First Corinthians chapter 1, chapter 1, I want you to do that quickly. We are moving. But I want you to note some things there. Can you read verse 28 and 29? You are reading from verse 29. I want verse 28. Yes. Mm -hmm. God has chosen yes yes that no flesh there are times that God would deliberately in order that Mr. Flesh will have no chance to glory in his presence he would go and use what is nothing in order to confound what appears to be something. Are you understanding? In order for God not to have anything for the flesh to contribute to his work on earth, he could deliberately block people that think they are wise in this world because they are acting on the Mr. Flesh and he will use something that is of no consequence at all just to prove a point that I don't need the flesh in my walk. Are you hearing me? 
every time the flesh manifests in anything that God is doing, that thing is already contaminated. Any time, and we are going to, we are, we are reading, are you following me to this point now? Can we go forward from that point? Can we go forward from that point? Now, by Genesis chapter 6, God had come to the end of his patience with the flesh. God had come to conclude that the flesh is not fit to live. The flesh, anything that emanates from the human nature, anything that is suggested by the human nature, does not, in any sense, find acceptance before God, no matter how little it is. Do you follow to that point? Oh, you are not following again. Are you following to this point? Praise the Lord. So, by the time we came to chapter 6, God desired that anything of the flesh should be what? Wiped out. I'm emphasizing this because the judgment of God on the flesh has not changed not identify with a man who is also identifying with the flesh. They are, they are enemies. He said these two are what? Contrary one to another. And this is why you are not able to do what you want to do. The reason is because a servant cannot serve two masters. God and Mr. Flesh they cannot use one body together. Hey, I'm confusing you now. Are you following me now? Uh, God will not share the same home with his enemy. God will not tolerate any work of the flesh no matter how expensive it appears. He prefers for it to be wiped out. But what touched me was that in, in Genesis chapter 6 when God took that decision the Bible said but one man found grace in the sight of God. You see, you see I don't know how to tell you this but I want to tell you that it pains God to have to destroy man. Because God had a plan and what made God to love man that he said, I will make him in my own image up to today we cannot yet explain. That other scripture says, what is man that thou art what? My 70. As we are talking today who knows the average lifespan of man? Eh? You are think it's up to 55? lot of uh, demographic uh, statistics. It's alright. But all we are saying is that because of this continual evil of Mr. Flesh, longevity is being cut short. You are discovering that hardly do you find very, very aged people that are grand, grand, grandfathers 
in our generation again. Eh? Majority, once they clock 40, in between 40 and 60, majority are gone. And what is causing this trouble? It is because of that nature. It is because of that sinful nature. But God found, I mean, Noah found grace in the sight of God. And out of the whole families of the earth, Noah alone was preserved. I want you to note that not because Noah eh, was different. But they said God found him. God found, he found grace. That in the midst of them all, at least he was trying to obey God. Are you getting me now? There was a struggle in his own life. But it seemed to yield to, to God than to that life. But can you imagine as soon as he was also delivered from the flood? Eh? What did you notice about that life? That life broke out again. Where did it break out? From drunkenness. Since when has drunkenness been? Eh? From Genesis. From Genesis. Drunkenness is not something people have just learnt now. It's part of it. Drunkenness is the manifestation of the flesh in the matter of lack of self-control. Do you know that a drunkard and a fornicator they are in the same class? And a drunkard, a fornicator and a covetous person a greedy person someone who always eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat or grabs and grabs and grabs is always keeping things to himself they are all a manifestation of one and self same man. Who is that man? the flesh and before you know it Noah himself have you noticed that now you know that same life and out among his three children that same life and before you know it the world has been cropped again I hope you know that Sodom and Gomorrah they are also descendants of Noah Oh, you don't know? You didn't know? Oh, they descended from Noah. And can you imagine that the day God said, okay, the best thing to do with Sodom and Gomorrah is to do what? Is to also wipe them out. And, and Abraham pleaded and pleaded and pleaded and God said, okay, I will spare Lot. Now, could you imagine? You see, I'm just trying to trace to you that that life, no matter how you tame it, no matter how you control it, except it is dealt with, except that life itself is removed. Punishment cannot change it. Please listen to me. 
punishment cannot change Mr. Flesh. Even if you subjected it to the strictest punishment, since it is life, can you punish goods and it will change to shape? I'm asking a question. Eh? No! Whatever punishment Mr. Flesh was subjected to, whenever he gets out of that punishment, what does he become? He goes back to what he is. Can you imagine as soon as Lot was delivered, his own very wife became a pillar of salt. Eh? For the same problem. Now his two daughters, they knew why God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. They knew part of the sin of Gomorrah is incest. You know what we call incest? Sexual immorality of a high order. When a junior brother will be sleeping with the sister. When a father will be committing fornication with the daughter. When girls will be committing fornication with girls. What you call lesbianism. And homosexualism. All of those were the things that Mr. Flesh, you see, it is the flesh. Let me tell you, it is the flesh. It is not one spirit. Are you hearing me? It is the flesh that is doing all of those things. That is the nature of that old life. And as soon as they were delivered, these girls, two of them looked at one another. They said, look, what are we going to do? There's no man around here. Are you going to be like this? They made face to their father. Their father didn't understand. For you to know that that thing is where? It's inside them. So what does that imply? That they did not misbehave in Sodom. Does not mean that they are free from this man. And that's a mistake that many of you make. Many times you think that because opportunity for Mr. Flesh to manifest had not come. You thought that you are free. Some of you, you appear like angel. You, you never think that you can be angry until you get married. Eh? Do you know that there are some persons you are thinking that they are, they are very gentle, that they cannot, even, they cannot even do anything, and you got married? Only after you got married for two days, Suddenly you started regretting. You say, if I had known that this man is like this, I would not have married him. Now the issue is this. Whether Mr. Flesh had opportunity to manifest or not, he is still the flesh. So the issue I'm raising here is not even the issue of what you have done before. We are raising the issue of that if that life is not evacuated from here, one of these days it will disgrace you. Are you getting me? I, I see some pastors, they say, well, I don't know why, I didn't even, I, I never thought I could do that. You never thought you could do what? You don't know Mr. Flesh. When he needs it, he demands and says, I need it now. And these guys knew that what they were doing is wrong. 
Eh? How did I know that they knew it was wrong? They, they, they knew that if their father was conscious, he would never do it because it is not correct. So they said, let's give him, let's get him drunk, Joe. So they knew that both drunkenness, it was a means, and I hope you know that drunkenness and immorality, they always go together. Eh? There are times that a boy is feeling shy to go and talk to a woman. What does she do now? You just get drunk. I say, hey, yes, 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 I want to sleep with you. <laughs> and you say, are, are you in your right senses? Is that what do you mean? The old man. So they gave him sleep. And as he drank, he got drunk. He got drunk. And the first girl went in. And the man slept with her. I was wondering that if not that that thing is inside Mr. Lot, how could drunkenness make him to forget that he had no wife again? Because he knew when his wife became a pillar of salt. Are you with me? And it happened the first day. If it was a mistake the first day, how could it happen the other time? You know when the the senior girl came out, he said, the other girl said, how was it? He said, fine. Did it go through? He said, ah, my bad did it too. We'll arrange your own too. And each of these two children, they became pregnant for their father. Did you see, did you see what Mr. Flesh can do? Became pregnant for their father. These children are the, are the, are the, the Moabites and the Ammonites. Terrible children. So when you go into Moab, you see all terrible things. In Moab, it's not a problem for father to sleep with, a, with his daughters, with his children, anything. And they can be delivering there even in the house. And you see what God says, said, my soul must not come near the Moabites. And none of them must be allowed in the congregation of God's people. For you to know that the flesh and what it produces is an offense to God anytime. 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 Are you with me to that point? Right. Now, so we notice that the attempt, now I'm telling you a story and I pray that God will uh, open your spirit to see that quickly. The attempt to wipe off by, by deliberately finishing man on the face of the earth is one answer to the problem of the flesh. Are you getting me? It's one answer. Like you are sitting here now. No matter the work of the flesh in your life, if you die, the earth will be free of your activity. Eh? But we noticed that even if it was one that was left, he carried the seed of Adam. Even if it was ordinary lot that was left out of the whole of Sodom and Gomorrah, he still carried what? 
that nature. And when he's going to produce, what did he produce again? The same thing. The same thing. The same thing. Up to today. But let's note that in God's verdict, in God's estimate, every time the flesh manifests, God has a regret. It's a pain in his heart. And I would like to say it very quickly before we leave that. That everywhere God sees Mr. Flesh at work in any man, God does not rejoice over that life. God only regrets and says, I wish this one was not born. But can we go forward and see? So, how does the flesh actually operate? Let's quickly go. This will lead us. We we'll go back into the New Testament. And as we pray together on that, we are looking unto God for what is God's wisdom. So one thing we have noticed is, we've noticed the first approach. What is the first approach to dealing with the flesh? Wipe it out. Wipe it out. Wipe him out. But if man was to be wiped out, the plan of God to have a representative on earth to exercise dominion for him is going to be a matter. Eh? And that seemed to be the reason why God keeps giving a second chance to see what whether there will be a man Eh? who will live differently. Whether there will be a man who will take a different outlook. Whether there will be a man who will carry a different lifestyle. Whether there will be a man who will walk in a different way. The search for a correct man is the big search up to today. I hope you keep hearing I look for a man among them. Eh? What is the problem? How could there be millions of men and God is saying, I look for a man? Eh? Is it the face of a man that he's looking for? What is he looking at? He's looking at who lives inside. The reason why usable men are still very scarce in the hand of God today is because of this matter. We are sitting here, but what concerns God? What concerns God is not your face. Because your face is not a problem. Praise the Lord. What concerns God is not your bodily appearance. Because the body was not the matter. What concerns God is who lives inside. Even as we are sitting here, the only thing that God is looking at is what? The man inside. The inner man. Who is that man? You remember God was looking for a man to anoint. Eh? In the days of Samuel. 
and Saul. After two years, what did God say about Saul? He said, I regretted. Now listen carefully. You know why I'm tracing all of this? Every time God reposed confidence in man, it has always ended up in what? In regret. Every attempt to say, okay, let's try another man that always brought God a note of grief. Because this man inside is contrary to the will of God. By the time we come to Jeremiah, do you remember Jeremiah? Let's read Jeremiah and hear God's verdict. Jeremiah. If you can see Jeremiah 17. Are you in Jeremiah 17? Please, I want someone to read verse 9 and verse 10 for us. Can you read it from Good News? Talk. Are you hearing that? It is too sick. Now, I'm, you see, why, why am I reading this scripture to you? I want you to see God's own conclusion about the flesh. Even as I'm standing here, I also, I don't want to pray that the flesh should be healed. The flesh is too sick to be healed. We are not in any business of trying to improve on your flesh. It will be a waste. That life is not fit to live. No matter what you do to help it, the result will be a regret. Any man that is not yet free from the life of the flesh, whether if he does not fail today, he will fail tomorrow. He will spoil the purpose of God tomorrow. The flesh may be persuaded to be gentle for some time. The flesh may be gagged for some time to to lie low. The flesh for some time may comply. But I'm telling you that the flesh the flesh cannot 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 agree with God. So there are times that you see because we are sitting here and I know that there are husbands that are here since they came into this meeting, they have become a different person. Abby, they are very gentle. Every little thing they say, darling, how do you want us to go? And I know that the wife is wishing that this house becomes their permanent house. But when we disperse and they get back home, as if Mr. Flesh has been like a doeg that was detained before the Lord, 
say, well, you see, we have finished Milet. Let's face reality. <laughs> have you noticed that? Suddenly the flesh will say, look, I was keeping quiet all along. Is it because I'm trying to be gentle? Now let's face reality. We are back at home. Suddenly, the man you thought had changed for 10 days, He grows to be violent. There are even people that have come through millet. And while they are going through millet, you think something has happened, not knowing that Mr. Flesh was only dwegged, was only caged. And it was a very, very neat packaging. If you know that the flesh is very clever, it doesn't like disgrace. You know there are some of you, I'm telling you that you are, you are angry. But you are saying, not here. Not in this place. I know what you are doing. You want, you want me to be angry here. I won't be angry here. I'm not going to disgrace myself here. The brethren are here, no problem. When we get home, we will settle the matter. Who is talking there? Mr. Flesh can suspend action as long as until he gets opportunity to explode. The day he will explode, he will do everything that he has suspended for several days. You'll be surprised that it's just one small thing your wife will say. Just one small thing. In fact, if anybody were to check what she said that day that warranted your reaction, it would be unreasonable. But because Mr. Flesh has suspended action over every other thing for these several days, when she will now mistakenly do something, oh my God, how you will come out very serious and say, look, 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 I have been quiet all this time. I have been behaving as a fool. And if you now want to ride on my neck as a fool, I will tell you that I am not a fool. I know what I'm doing. You know, sometimes I have seen pastors here, I've seen brothers here, who are supposed to be leaders. Some of them are even disciples who are leading discipleship classes. They don't know what I'm looking for. When we say something, I say, look here. It's not that I don't know what I'm doing. I say, huh? (laughs) That man is here. That man is here. He said, look, uh, let, let's leave this uh, issue of old man, old man apart. Old man, the fact that uh, we are talking of old man doesn't mean that people should not recognize that uh, we are not of the same age here. Who is talking there? Now, and everywhere God sees the traces of the flesh. You know what God says? Eh? It repented me that I make this man. The reason why God is very slow or sluggish in delegating power to many men is because of this problem. 
The reason why God has been very slow in releasing things into your hand is because of this man. Everywhere the flesh rears his ugly head, God said, it repented me that I've made this man a leader. There are some of you that are already leading. In fact, leading a group or leading a church or leading a fellowship or leading a class or leading something and all that God is bothered now is how do we get him out? It repented me that we allow him to be there quickly. How do we get him off? Because this new lifestyle is showing now. We didn't know he's still there. God says, read it again for us. We are reading Jeremiah 17. I wish you will all note it because this is God's verdict. And if it is God's verdict, I think what we should be looking for now is not how to improve it. It's how to do what? Get rid of it. How I'm going to be free completely from this kind of life. That will be the major issue to look at now. Yes? Who can understand the human heart? There's nothing else so deceitful. Do you know that if the flesh is straightforward, it will have been easy to handle? Eh? Do you know that if the flesh is straightforward, if every time you see someone, you will see the flesh straight ahead in his face, what will have happened? We will have known how to catch it straight ahead. And drag it out and say, look, you Mr. Flesh, you are here. And God doesn't want you. But that's not the flesh. Very deceitful. Nothing else is as deceitful like it. It can be, it can, it can be humble. When he wants to be humble. Eh? When humility will give him a kind of respect. Are you getting me? He can be quiet when he thinks speaking we insult him. He can smile. Even though inside he say, Well <laughs> bro <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. No. Bro, read on. It is too sick to be healed. Yes. Thank you, sir. May God help you to know this. That even as we are sitting here, if it is something you will do, and I will be satisfied, it will be very easy. I'm a very simple man to be, to be satisfied. Because if you tell me that you are fine, I will just believe that you are fine. Eh? Sometimes, sometimes, and we have made mistakes. Sincerely, I'm telling you, I have made several mistakes. You will think that this one, everything is all right, only to discover it's not all right. So the day that God sent 
this brother to go and anoint people in the house of uh, Brother Jesse. Do you remember? You remember Elia? Very wonderful. He said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. Unfortunately, God had to shout. I think God had to quickly shout and say, No! 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 Because that's how the anointing was poured on Saul. And after two years, he started living the life he, he wanted. And God had to endure him for another 40 years until he died. I'm telling you something, sir. Wherever the flesh is at work, God is only either giving you opportunity to see whether he can remove that life or is waiting until you will die. There's nobody who is carrying the life of the flesh that can fulfill the will of God. Please note this. If a pastor is bearing Mr. Flesh, the work he's doing will not benefit ever. Some people may be saved. Are you hearing me? But he himself will be lost. And those people that you think are saved, under the ministry of a man who is living in the flesh, it will take the grace of God for them themselves. Not because, you know, uh, one scripture says, a man cannot be greater than his master. That when he is fully trained, how will he be? If an arrogant pastor disciples you, what will you become? You will be an arrogant man. You can't do without it. Everybody can only produce after his own kind. The heart of man, human heart, is too sick to be healed. Who is talking there? It was God. He said, I, the Lord, I tried the reins of human mind. And that's my conclusion. Let's read Romans. Let's read a little from Romans. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Romans 8. Romans 8. Are you in Romans 8? I want someone to read verse 5, verse 6, verse 7, and verse 8. Uh, wait, sir. Wait, sir. When I want you to read, those that are after the flesh. Now, the word, those that are after, what's the meaning of that? Eh? <coughs> Those who are after. Those who follow. Alright. So it looks as if Mr. Flesh is what? He's a leader. He always wants to direct people. Alright. Now get it for us from NIV, sir. Yes. Aha. Uh -huh. Yes. 
Okay. Now, so we notice now that the Bible talks about those who live according to their sinful nature. What we call the flesh. NIV is calling sinful nature. Is that alright? And then let's get this now. Aha. They are not, now wait, wait brother. Don't rush. Those who live as their human nature tests them to. What does that mean? Eh? Which means this man we are talking about, what does he do? He can dictate. But from where does he speak? Eh? From inside. Now, look at this man here. He is here. And he can whisper. He can tell you what to do. You are not understanding me now. That he speaks. Mr. Flesh, what does he do? He speaks. He dictates. He tells people what to do. Do you know that he talks? Eh? Does he talk? Where does he talk from? He talks from inside. He dictates. He says, do this. How many of you have experienced Mr. Flesh talking? Eh? Have you experienced his talking? How does he do it? Sister, how does he do it? Right inside. Yes? He will compel you to do that. Yes? He makes you uncomfortable until you do what he says. Auntie, I thought you wanted to say something. Sister, it's you. I thought you wanted to and he persuades. Yes? Yes, Mama. One of the things that Mr. Flesh does is to appeal to your reason why it should be done. For example, can you imagine that? Can you imagine that if we are here now, as we are here now, just as we are here now, Mr. Flesh, if maybe a sister greeted you, and maybe she didn't greet you well enough as you think. She has greeted. Eh? Then you will hear something. Inside or not outside. Eh? Is that how they is that how they greet somebody? Is that how they greet somebody? If not because of uh, a... <laughs> if not because of Millet. It's alright. Since they pack all of us together in that... Uh, in that hostel, nobody knows who is who. It's alright. And then you want to keep quiet. But the thing says, if you keep quiet, she will do it again. Telling. So, okay, without knowing, 
you find yourself going back and say, excuse me, if you, if you don't know how to greet somebody, it's better you keep your greeting. I'm not annoyed, but I just want you to... <laughs> I just want you to know that I cannot be taken for granted. It's alright. Where is that discussion coming from? It's from inside. You know there are times you don't even talk. You went to lie down in your room. And there is a, a discussion inside. Eh? It can keep you awake all night. Have you experienced that before? You say, but, but, what, but what does she mean? Hmm. Where you are lying down, you will see how your leg will be doing like that. Something says, stand up. You say, okay, let me just wait till tomorrow. You say, no. So occasionally you find that right at midnight, that thing wakes you up. You go and say, excuse me. Yes? Uh, I have something to tell you. Uh, come out. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm talking about? Sometimes it is the wife. She's boiling inside. Boiling inside. Boiling. But she said, I'm not going to fight. I will not talk. So she quickly goes inside to sleep as if she's feeling sleepy. But inside, as she slept, mm-mm, mm-mm. every movement of the husband, she's watching it. But it seems as if she's sleeping. She's waiting. If the husband mistakenly jammed the door, suddenly they say, Who is that? I will not allow somebody to sleep. <laughs> Who is talking there now? It's inside. That man is inside. Now, the Bible says, those who live as their human nature tells them to. You see, the question is, you see, when God came and asked Adam, you know the first question he asked him? What was the question? Who told you? No, 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 no. When he asked him, where are you? And he said, "Eh, I heard your voice. I was afraid. I hid myself. Because I was naked. He said, who told you? You see, the question God was asking was very, very serious. Who told you? Who is now instructing you? That's the question. The question is not what are you doing. What is the question? Who told you? Who told you to do what you are doing? You see, the matter of being a Christian is not the matter of what you are doing. It's the matter of who told you. Who told you to do what you are doing? Under whose instruction are you operating? That's the question. So those who do what their human nature tells them to they have their mind what set 
And I will be talking about that. They have their mind what? Set on what that nature wants. You see, what Mr. Flesh does, which I want you to note, is that not only that he speaks from time to time, he has also regulated mind. He has already also set the mind on the kind of things that he wants. That even if he doesn't speak, your mind is already tuned to those things. God sees the flesh as a nature. Eh? He didn't just see it as one thing. It is a nature. And once it is there, whether you operate today or you don't operate today, it will manifest one of these days. Now, those who live at the level of their human nature, yes? Of their lower nature. Read on. They have their outlook. Oh, do you know why I love the Bible? Do you know why I love the Bible? Very explicit. I hear people, several people say, well, it doesn't matter how I dress. No. We don't say it matters how you dress. But we know who forms your outlook. Your outlook, are you understanding, is a result of somebody. But you don't understand me at all. Do you understand at all? Now, do you know that you could be walking casually like this? Casually like this? Casually like this? But then, as soon as you see a lady, a sister coming, eh? and something whispers to you, that see her coming, you need to prove to her that you are not ordinary. What happens immediately? Now, why is your shoulder already up? There's somebody that does what? That forms that outlook. You understand what I'm saying? Your dressing is not casual. Somebody forms it. But you see, we don't preach about dressing because